The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Olive Garden or its parent company, Darden Restaurants. Olive Garden's never-ending first course is always on us with every delicious entree. Garden fresh salad, on us. Homemade soup, on us. Now as for the breadsticks, who are we kidding? They're on us too. Only at Olive Garden. Hey everyone, it's The Rewind, presented by Olive Garden for the month of January 2023. I'm Paul, that's Nathan. Nathan, welcome back, buddy. I love the Olive Garden, by the way. One of my most favorite restaurants I've ever been to in my entire life. Their breadsticks are delicious. Absolutely. Like, I would I would cram five of those in my mouth and I would be in ecstasy. They're amazing. That's right, Nathan. We're very excited to welcome our new title sponsor for The Rewind, the Olive Garden, home of the never-ending breadsticks and salad bowl. Uh, what can I say? It's great. It's great to, to be uh, in a partnership where the other person loves us and respects us and says, hey, you guys are doing incredible work out there, and we at the Olive Garden want to give you money to keep doing the thing that you're doing, which is bringing joy to people, much like, might I add, they do. Every time you go to an Olive Garden, I guarantee you, joy is on the menu. That's not a slogan, by the way. That's me saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say that the Olive Garden was very kind to us when the sponsorship was signed. They flew me down to their flagship store in Orlando, Florida. Wow. I got to, uh, I got to dine there. I had the uh, ravioli carbonara, which was delicious, by the way. Delish, if any. De- delish. Delish. And I will say that the, uh, that the folks there were very kind to me. They awarded me the rare and much-wanted Lifetime Pasta Pass. What? That's right, Nathan. I am now one of the Lifetime Pasta Pass members. That means that I get never-ending pasta. That's a thing? <laughs> that is a thing. They didn't forget about you, Nathan. One is in the mail for you as well, my really? friend. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. We're, we're both going to be reaping the rewards of our newfound friendship with Olive Garden. So, Nathan, what I say to you before we move on to the show, and I'm saying this to the audience, why not skip the dishes at home tonight? and make it an Olive Garden night. Because remember, at the Olive Garden, we're all family here. Now, I wonder where they got their name. Was it, did someone, did the founder like walk into a garden full of olives and like, you know what? I'm going to make a family restaurant named after this, this very euphoric place that I'm in right now. Well, it's funny you mention that, Nathan, because I am pleased to announce that next month, Mr. Darden, who is the CEO of Olive Garden, will be calling in to welcome us to the Olive Garden family. So let's just save those questions for then. What do you say? Oh man, I have so many questions, like so many questions for this man. I know. Uh, We're all excited, Nathan, and I'm glad that enthusiasm is seen and heard in your voice as well. Olive Garden, I'm just going to keep saying it. Olive Garden, you know? Olive Garden. Garden of olives. Mm -hmm. All right, Nathan. Enough of this, because we do have a show to do, and I think our friends at the Olive Garden would be angry if we didn't do it to the best of our ability. That is, after all, why they are paying us the big bucks. Nathan, yeah, let us do the thing that God put you on this earth to do, and that is read the news. Yeah, my only talent. Well, I don't think you have to be that cruel to yourself. I don't know if it's your only talent. You must have others. Counting toothpicks if they fall on the ground real fast. I can do that. Oh, yeah. You can Rain Man that? That's your thing? Yeah. 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 I, I, I have two cats. I'm a, I, I think, I think I'm a self-addressed cat wrangler. Yeah. I can do that. 
All right. I don't know what that means, but okay. Mm-hmm. Nathan, what is our first story of 2023? All right. Well, I thought that I would bring one of the most encouraging and most exciting um, stories that I have ever uh, read aloud to the Rewind uh, and start off the year with, with much excitement. Mm-hmm. Okay. From theguardian.com. A rampage, Paul. A rampage. We're going to start the year off with a rampage. Okay. A rampage by a feral pig that consumed 18 beers has prompted warnings for people at campsites uh, to properly secure their food and alcohol. This, mind you, is, is in Australia, so we don't have to worry about feral pigs here in Canada. Mm. But uh, the pig struck at the DeGray River rest area east of the remote Western Australian town of Port Headland in the Pilbara, uh, I don't know what that is, uh, but according to ABC, it's a real place. Uh, the animal was seen stealing three six-packs of beer from campers before ransacking rubbish bags for food. One camper reported seeing the big guzzling the beer before getting involved in an altercation with a cow. In the middle of the night, these people camping opposite us heard a noise. So they got their torch out. And a torch actually means flashlight over there. Yeah, it's not a stick covered in fabric doused in gasoline burning. Yeah, no. Why can't we all just like be on the same page with naming things the same? Don't know. Anyways, this person got the torch out and shone it on the pig. And there he was scrunching away at their cans, said one visitor who estimated the pig had consumed 18 beers. Man, I can't even do that in one night myself. Um, then he went and raided all the rubbish bags. There were some other people that camped right on the river, and they saw him being chased around their vehicle by a cow. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like it's probably a couple of months away from being a, a children's cartoon on like Netflix or Apple TV plus, you know, like they're so starved for ideas that someone's, yeah. someone's certainly seen this headline and thought, okay, I can, I can make an 18 part children's series out of this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on or pigging on. I don't know. Whatever. Um, from the huffpost.com, the dodo bird, Paul, isn't coming back anytime soon. I don't want to hear the rest of the story then. I, I want to hear. No, no, you must hear this. I got so excited by the possibility no, that the Dodo would finally be back. I'm just starting up the engine here. Hold on. Okay. All right. Okay. Nor is the woolly mammoth, Paul. Just one crushing disappointment after another, Nathan. I'm going to bring you some joy right now. This is Nathan's uh, joy. Okay? All right. Okay. But a company, Paul, is working on technologies to bring back extinct species. Both of them at once? Maybe not both. The woolly Dodo? No, <laughs> I don't know. But Nathan, this story better get better soon. It's going to get better. Because right now I'm proposing everything that should be. And you are almost seemingly saying it won't be. And that disappoints me. Colossal Biosciences first announced its ambitious plan to revive the woolly mammoth two years ago. And on Tuesday, said it wanted to bring back the dodo bird too. So it is happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, Because you told me a second ago it's not happening, and now you're telling me it is. I didn't say it wasn't happening. That's just the first paragraph in the thing I'm reading. Okay. The last dodo, a flightless bird about the size of a turkey, was killed in 1681 on the Indian Ocean Island of, of Mori... Mori Povich? No. Maybe. Maybe he's got his own island. Hold on. Am I just being... Am I learning for the first time in my life that dodo's were extinct only 500 years ago? What? To think if you'd read the story ahead of time, you would have known that. 
this is this is the this is the joy of me of of reading things that that I I hadn't read previously. Okay. Very good. Uh the Dallas company which launched in 2021 also announced Tuesday it has raised an additional 150 million in funding. To date it has raised 225 million from wide-ranging investors that include United States Innovative Technology Fund, Brayer Capital, and InQtel, the CIA's venture capital firm which invests in technology. You just told me in this article, which I know you didn't write and you're just reading and you're reading for the first time, that this company, uh, Bioscience, InGen, whatever it's called, <laughs> announced the Woolly Mammoth two years ago. Yep. And all they've done in two years is just collect money from suckers. Look, I would pay. I would pay to be a part of Woolly Mammoth Resurrection. And this is how we got to where Bitcoin is now, where people kept throwing money into something that didn't exist. And now look at them. People are rich from Bitcoin. Who? Name one. I don't know any. My point, Nathan, is this sounds like nonsense. Yeah. I don't think this is going to happen. As much as I wouldn't mind seeing a dodo, I don't think this is it. Nothing that you've read to me just now makes me feel like this is going to happen. Well, mark my words, at 2.11 p.m. on the 5th of February, 2023, uh, this moment in time, you shall rescind after the dodo bird becomes a reality in the future. How many years? I want the. I want to take an over under. So, what is your prediction? And then I'll see where I go from there. Three years. In three years, I'll take the over on that. Okay. All right. How much money? One hundred dollars. Okay. When is it? Twenty twenty three. Right. Yeah. Twenty twenty six. My math is correct. That's three years from now. So by February sixth, twenty twenty six. If there's no dodo. Yeah. I owe you a hundred bucks, or you owe me. No, no. If if there is one, I owe you. If there isn't, you owe me. Yes. Yeah, got Let's it. do all it. Right. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's it. I'm in for that. Okay. Easiest money I ever made. <laughs> Next story. All right. From the cbc.ca website here in Canada. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for clarifying. I was worried you were reading the CBC newspaper. Well, rare Canadian stamp sold for $292,000 dollars at an Ottawa auction last weekend. Issued more than 170 years ago in 1851, the auction 12 penny black stamp was considered to be in pristine condition and said to be one of only two of its kind in such a state and features the image of Queen Victoria. Only about 1,450 were sold at the time, so it's a rare gem said Peter McDonald, the general manager of Sparks Auctions. While its selling price didn't break any world or Canadian records, McDonald said the buyer got a good deal last Saturday. Can I just point out that we went from woolly mammoths and pigs drinking beer to coins in like three stories? That's a new low even for us. I, we couldn't even sustain a good episode for 10 minutes. I aim to diversify our news output. Okay, very good. I want to make sure that those who are listening are on their toes at all times. I need to be able to pivot as a news anchor in in my moment of of exhilarating news uh, verbiage. And on that note, Nathan, let's take a break for a commercial from our friends at Olive Garden. At Olive Garden, when we say never-ending first course, we mean never-ending. Never run out of buttery, freshly baked breadsticks. Never reach the bottom of your garden fresh salad bowl. Never get to the last spoonful of homemade soup. And it's always on us. 
Just don't forget, it's only your first course. Olive Garden, we're all family here. All right, Nathan, what is the next story? All right. I should have segued into this, but my segueing skills have diminished over two stories. So foxnews.com reports. Why, why, why are you not liking this already? Is it really news if it comes from Fox News? This is real news, by the way. Okay. And I vetted this myself. All right. That I don't think is true, but all right. <laughs> okay. A radioactive capsule, Paul, has been found in the Australian outback. After more than a week of searching along an 870-mile stretch, authorities said on Wednesday, Emergency Services Minister Stephen Dawson said the capsule was being evaluated by the military before being taken into a secure facility in Perth on Thursday. When you consider the scope of the research area, locating this object was a monumental challenge. The search groups have quite literally found the needle in the haystack, Dawson said. The radioactive capsule was apparently part of a gauge used to measure the density of iron ore at a mining facility in the Kimberley region known as Rio Tinto's Gudaidari. The capsule reportedly fell off a truck as the materials were, re- were being reported to Perth, a distance roughly the same length as the California coastline. How the hell did that fall off a truck? Size of a pea, by the way. And they had to find it. <laughs> yeah, and yet, the only precaution that they, they had was it was in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. Not even taped down or anything. It's Australia for you, right? The home of crocodiles and Dundee. And feral pigs. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because the first story was from Australia. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. 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 I forgot. <laughs> uh, We're going to talk about more animals. Of course we are. You know, I, I feel, Paul, that I've been lacking on my animal stories lately. Like it's it's diminished over the course of the past six to 12 months. I really haven't been talking about like crazy monkeys or like deadly dolphins or I don't know, just things that, that really move us, you know, emotionally. All right. This, this might hurt a bit, emotionally speaking. The rap.com, they report that filmmaker Michael Bay is facing charges in Italy relating to the killing of a pigeon on the 2018 set of the Netflix blockbuster Six Underground. You know, I don't like Michael Bay. He's an idiot. Just, I don't like, you know what? He ruined, honestly. Michael Bay, you ruined my childhood. Stupid Transformer movies. You know, lens flares and every other scene. Like this guy, you know what? I hope you get charged for for killing this pigeon. This poor pigeon. Like, I mean, honestly, this pigeon was a martyr. Pigeon was a martyr for all the dumb things that Michael Bay has produced. Anyways, Bay has made several attempts to clear the case with Italian authorities, to no avail by the way, categorically denied the allegations on Thursday. I'm a well-known animal lover. And you know what? It's almost like saying, I'm not a racist, but when you say something like, I'm a well-known animal lover, honestly, to say, you you are not an animal lover if you have to tell people that you're an animal lover. What is happening? <laughs> I'm just reading a story. I, just, I have so much pent-up aggression towards this man. No kidding, yeah. You ruined my childhood. Can't, I just... Any, if, if any of the Transformers movies are on TV and I'm surfing through them, instantly I pass over it. I will never watch another Transformers movie ever again. No animal involved in the production was injured or harmed. 
or an, on any other production I've worked on in the past 30 years, Bay reportedly said. Pigeons are a protected species in Italy. Italy has a national law that makes it illegal to harm, kill, or capture any wild bird, including pigeons. According to an insider with knowledge of the production, a homing pigeon was allegedly killed by a dolly. An unnamed individual who happened to be on set apparently witnessed the incident, took a picture and reported to the uh, Italian authorities, the insider added. A second individual with knowledge of the shoot said the scene involved a large group of pigeons and a wind machine. Wow. Well, I hate to say it, Nathan, because I know you, you hate Michael Bay and you probably would hate any sort of defense of the man, but unless he was operating that dolly, I can't see how he's responsible for this. When you, when you say the word dolly, a bunch of things come to mind. Yeah, it's not a toy. Okay, that, that's out of my brain now. It's a mechanism that you push. Is it, is it like a cart? Yes. Like a dolly? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. A couple things come it's to mind. It's not a toy. What the hell they're doing. All right. Moving on and maybe we should be wrapping up. <laughs> uh, I got a few more. Let's, let's try one more and we'll see where we get from there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, from abcnews.com. In Hong Kong, as the week-long lunar year holidays in China draw near with promises of feasts, and red envelopes stuffed with cash, children have another thing to look forward to. Spy balloons flying over the United States? Duh, I was going to mention that, but no. One extra hour of online games each day, Paul. Whoa. Only one hour. Whoa. Yep. For years, Chinese authorities have sought to control how much time kids can spend playing games online to fight internet addiction. They've claimed success in curbing the problem, but are taking no chances. In 2019, authorities restricted minors to playing 90 minutes a day on weekdays and banned them from playing between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. In 2021, they issued even harsher restrictions. Minors are allowed to play online games for only an hour a day and only on Fridays, weekends, and public holidays. This is uber pathetic. What the heck kind of regime controls are people like this? The Chinese communist government, yeah. Oh, jeez. The, Jan, uh, the January 21st to 27, uh, 27th Lunar New Year holiday, China's biggest festival, will give them four extra days for online gaming. Good for them. Many parents have lauded the restrictions, even as their children threw tantrums. Social media and games companies set up or strengthened youth mode settings on their apps meant to protect minors. They include features that limit use, control payments, and display age-appropriate content. For some popular games, real name, registration, and even facial recognition gateways have been implemented to prevent workarounds. Jeez, that's brutal. Okay. I can play video games whenever I want. I know I'm not a child anymore, but I'm like, ah, I get it. Like, you don't want them in front of their TV all the time. So... Part of it is, I, I'm, I'm understanding it. Other parts is like you're taking away the rights and freedoms to do whatever the heck they want. Wow. I'm on the fence, however, about this. Seems like you got some thinking to do, Nathan. I, maybe. I just, you know what? I had some angry moments as a child where my games were taken away from me too. And, uh, you know. Feels like that might be spilling over into the story, huh? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? On, on a, on a, uh, like on a psychological level, if if, if we're going to assess my 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 childhood trauma right now, yeah, yeah, 
I would, I would say that a little bit of it is spilling into the story. How does it make you feel, Nathan? You know what? It makes me feel not validated as a child. So you think that Super Mario gives you meaning. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You know what? It, it did validate my work ethic nowadays. Like, I never completed any of the Super Mario games. They were just too damn hard. But, you know, just being allowed to start and, and, and attempt to finish a job that I was on, even if I was a child, it, it brought meaning to my life. And not ever being allowed to do that has really crushed my, my dreams and hopes and goals of being an adult in the right way. But Nathan, consider that Mario is a puppet. He does not make his own choices. He is led by an external force. He is, in fact, nothing. So what you're saying is, is that you wish that your parents would have let you do more nothing. You know what, Paul? You're right. Yeah. yeah, I think I am. This is really... This is really bringing my inner childlike cognitive thoughts out into the open. Like, I'm, this is a breakthrough, Paul. I'm, wow. Well, Nathan, on this bombshell of a discovery from your past, I think we should end the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, audience. Thank you also to Olive Garden, our new sponsor. Olive Garden, we're all family here. Why not head over there? and get some never-ending breadsticks and salad to go along with your delicious pasta meal. We will be back next month with a brand new show. In the meanwhile, why not follow us on the Twitters at I Love The Rewind? And also, why not toot us on Mastodon? Toot? The, yeah, well, that's what it's called. Uh, toot us on Mastodon. Toot. The Rewind at Mastodon.social. <laughs> Like a that's well I, you know I didn't make up that verb but that's what it is so yeah Tudas Mastodon uh, our Mastodon handle is the rewind at Mastodon.social and uh, of course you can always find us on Apple Podcasts Amazon Podcasts Stitcher wherever fine podcasts are available save for one but hey let's not worry about those guys you know what I'm saying let's worry about the good guys sure right right yeah, yeah, okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah, hey, um, how much do I owe you for that session there? You know? We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. Just, okay. Yeah, just let me know. Yeah, but a lot. But a lot. It's expensive, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm very expensive. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank I appreciate you. it. No, I appreciate it. It's helped me out a lot. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. No. Okay. Good. Right. Good talk. Good talk, Paul. <laughs>